Hi, this is Dove, and uh, this podcast is for uh, adults only. Two seconds before I hit the record button here, uh, I, there was something I knew, there was something I was supposed to say, there was something that I was going to talk about, and uh, it's escaped me now. It'll come to me, hold on, one second, I know it's about, I'm supposed to say something about someone, and, eh. nope, lost it, I lost it. This is why it's always important for you, you little leaguers out there, it's always important to write down what you're going to say before you turn the microphone on. A life lesson. So uh, we're, we're at the close of another year. I hope you, have a, you had a good one. hope you had a great uh, year. Here, here's something fun for you. Sod and I got engaged this year. That was probably the, the hallmark event. We also got a dog. Had a successful fundraising campaign for the, the podcast. Loads of great uh, people that we interviewed. And this week... I'm on vacation, so I'm doing a whole bunch of interviews just so we have a huge backlog, and and, uh, so the interviews will keep flowing in 2013. This episode, it's a conversation with someone who, uh, I met him through a friend, and, uh, uh, you know, we were always kind of, our our paths were always crossing, and and we we just didn't have a lot of time just to hang out and shoot the breeze, and then finally we just said, let's just do it, let's get together for drinks, and we did, and we really hit it off, and... What do you hear him? He's absolutely amazing. He's a, a kinkster. He's also a, a professional dominant. His name is Cornelius, and I hope you enjoy the conversation. So first of all, you're, you're from, people can tell by the accent. Uh, I'm from, from Amsterdam originally. Amsterdam. You grew up, born and raised? Born and raised. And when you and I, when I first found out this, I thought... You must have just explored the kink scene like crazy there. Right. No, if only. No? Um, no, no, yeah. I uh, I didn't actively come out until I, I moved to New York, so I, I have no idea what it's like there. <laughs> what, what? So what happened? I mean, you, you knew we were kinky beforehand. Yes, yes. And you just didn't explore it, or you explored it only privately, or... Um, privately, um, uh, by myself, uh, because I was in a long-term relation then, I was married, and, uh, I got married really young, uh, and, uh, uh, and my wife wasn't into it, uh, which I knew, you know, we tried it for a little bit, and then it just sort of moved to the back burner, if you will, and, uh, it sat there for a long time. You were, uh, identified as submissive? dominant at the time or what was your or just kinky in general primarily um, primarily as a bottom I would say Um, never been terribly submissive but certainly masochistic Um, and uh, and that's sort of where all my my fantasies were at and also uh, you know the the few times that I've explored things that's that's where they lay and that was that was totally awesome (laughs) right how, how, how did that how did that occur when you were younger? How did you explore that? Did you explore it before you got married? Uh, oh yes, yes. <laughs> um, one of the very first things that I did when I was about I guess I was about twelve or thirteen, and I uh, I stumbled across sex lines, 
uh, particularly, you know, the Emirates sex lines, which were very conveniently listed in the phone book really? <laughs> in the Netherlands. Really? Yeah, you'd go to the back section of the phone book where there's all the paid lines, you know, right. uh, and, and, and you just go there and, you know, pretty quickly you could figure out, like, well, some just said SM, others said something about submissive this or whatever, or hot mistresses. Or yeah. <laughs> and and these, these weren't talk lines. These these were just basically recordings of people, of stories. Like, I never did the whole interactive thing. I yeah. don't know that I would have known what to do with myself. Uh, at 13 I'm not sure that I know what to do with myself now if I had to <laughs> call something like that um, but um, so that's that's I think the first sort of exploration of that um, you didn't get in trouble I mean how did you yeah so you know they would just say at the start this phone call will cost like so many guilders per minute right. or whatever I was like yeah yeah whatever just you know just get on with it already uh, which led to some fairly awkward conversations with my parents. I bet. I bet. Like, what the hell? Did they know what... I mean, you, you were clearly calling a sex line, right? I'm not... We never discussed that. Yeah. Uh, they asked, so what are you doing? I'm like, uh, just just being social. <laughs> <laughs> with recorded voices. Well, they didn't need to know well, of that. Of course, I mean, of course. Uh, to this day, I don't know um, how this was labeled on the phone bill. So yeah. whether it's just as a generic, yeah. you know... Um, Paid, uh, paid line, or yeah. or if they listed the names or whatever. So they may very well have known. They may not. But ultimately, it ended with with uh, me saying I'd never do it again. And just to make sure, they blocked all the paid for right, right. the paid lines. Sort of. How, uh, how many times did you call? I don't remember, but uh, probably a few times a week. Yeah. And uh, when you're when you're that age, it doesn't the call isn't that long, right? Or uh, did you just linger? Well, I, I, I lingered. Yeah. I, you know, listened for a good while. And, right. um, and uh, yeah, I have no idea how much it cost. Because but... <laughs> I did something similar, but I, I got a prepaid calling card. Oh, hey, you see, now that's smart. All of the S&M ones were, you were a very bad boy, you know, or whatever. Yes, and yes, I remember that. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, but they were clearly geared towards guys. Yes. You know. And, and and primarily the sort of submissive. Uh, it, it's sort of like like would uh, be the word. It, it's it's not terribly serious. And and of course, you know, when you're 13, whatever, it it, it serves a purpose. Yeah. Um, and 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 there were a few that were a little bit more focused on on inflicting serious pain, mm-hmm. which uh, which were all the more fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was that, and then uh, clearly there's no shortage of sex stores um, in Amsterdam, uh, so I would sneak in every so often. Maybe I was a little older then, maybe about 15 or so, and uh, you know, would save my money and get uh, go into the stores and get some some literature. Yeah, and uh, hide that under my mattress, um, and uh, yeah, that would serve a purpose, and, and that's basically how it how it was for a while. Um, and then, uh, you know, there's self-experimentation and whatnot, um, which is interesting, uh, but ultimately not that gratifying. It's like trying to tickle yourself. Right? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Um, now I'm going to hurt myself. Um, okay, right. fine. <laughs> right, right. So you knew you were a masochist at an earlier. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. most of your most of your daydreams were about pain, or were they about? Uh, being controlled by a by a dominant, or was it mostly about the pain? Uh, both. Yeah. Um, one of the most intriguing ex- aspects to me, and, and still is, and as a bottom. Uh, now I'm 
pretty much identify as as a pretty even switch mm -hmm. um, is the loss of control um, and and not knowing what's going to happen. Yeah. So so that's as important the part. That's more the psychological part behind it, right? More and and then there's the physiological part, just the the the, the sheer you know response to pain, your body's response, and 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 how I, I think that's just ultimately how you're wired. Sure. You know? um, but I get to say it's 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 to me it's kind of the same as like looking at that crazy roller coaster that you're like oh my god should I really go in there and then you're like fuck yeah right right you know, and then you're strapped in and, then, and it goes right and, right yeah. and you know can't help it yeah you know? absolutely whatever happens, happens. whatever happens yeah. until the until the right ends yeah. and uh, and so there's that and then there is the uh, I guess the exploration of the limits um, and and. And there's also the sheer joy and the sheer fun if you if you have a partner with with whom you click that that you it's it's almost like a game of dare right yeah, like, yeah. Um, so those are all aspects that that are very intriguing to me but the the the, the, the submissive part or the the you know, humiliation part or, or what other parts there are uh, not so much right um, so but it's still. I guess you could say you still submit, but but I'm not entirely sure what the best way to to, to think about it. It's 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 it's, it's as, as two equals that are just participating in this particular activity. That, right, right. Yeah, you're a, a friend of mine who who identifies more as a masochist than a or a bottom than a submissive. Said it's the difference between offering just your body or just your body and mind and, and soul and all that. You know, it's right. just a, it, you're just saying. All right. For the moment, you can do what you want to the body, but right. you know, and that's that's it. So. Right. And and there's also a certain aspect of the direction of gratification, if you will. Whereas to me, uh, you know, it's it's it's. I'm doing this because I want to do it because it pleases me because I get uh, a kick out of it. Right. Right. Um, and I think perhaps. And I may be totally wrong about this, but I think in in a more DS dynamic or a submissive dynamic, uh, dynamic the uh, the focus is perhaps more on pleasing the top and doing things to please the top. Sure. Um, and and I think that's another aspect that comes into play, perhaps. It's amazing how you know we can you can experience different aspects, and, and it's still hard to describe. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's still it's still. I was talking to a vanilla friend of mine recently, and she was asking, you know, some questions like these. And it's just, I was like, I don't know, you know, I don't. Right. It's so it's so hard. So well, a lot of these are are, are they're they're complicated feelings. Right, right, and and uh, and a lot of the time, it also I think you don't need to uh, go to the root of the case of it or or the cause of it or or try and figure it out. You know, right. I'm not as introspective as most. Right, yeah. Right. It's, it's. I like this. I don't really care why. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's it's fine. Uh, this is me, and, and I'm okay with that. Now, okay, where can I get my next fix? There is a lot of... Because there, there's a lot of... There are a lot of people who... And that's... And it's fine. I wish I had the mental energy to do it. A lot of people who uh, like to self-analyze and really get down to the root of it. I just I'm not I don't know if I'm not smart enough to do it or if I just don't care enough to do it. Right. It's really um so you had the magazines? Yes. Uh when did you have your first one-on-one -on -one experience? Um 
let's see if I can trace this back. Uh, I've been married for a few years, and well, when we were first together, when we first got together, okay, well, first we had a lot of wild sex, because, you know, I was 16, or seven, no, I was 17, and sure. um, uh, that's, sex is good. Sure. Um, and and we, we, we explored uh, BDSM for a little bit, but her heart really wasn't in it, mm -hmm. and, and you know, that doesn't work. You explored this, you being the, the bottom? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. And um, she, she tried a little half-heartedly and then be like a bored look on her face. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, okay, this is... Because one of the things, too, is, is, is that interchange, the interplay yeah. with, with, the, with your partner. Right. And, and, and if they're not feeling it, at least they should be really good at <laughs> pretending like they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because that, you, you feed off of that, of, of each other energy, of, of the sort of crazed sparkle in, in your top's eye, and like, man, I'm going to fuck you up. And right. you're like, yeah, I know, all right, awesome. Right. Um, so, so I'm not counting that. Um, there was also a terribly awkward moment, which... Um, for a little while, we uh, we had a roommate. It was a, a guy from from the university that I went to, and he lost his place for a while. And he needed a place to stay, so it was like, okay, fine, you can be in our in our room, you know, in our spare room. And uh, I think this is perhaps due to to the misconception that 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 uh, my ex had about uh, you know the 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 mind of the bottom. Uh, so I finally got her to tie me down, or whatever, and. There and then she went off and and called for my for my friend and called him into the room. Called him into the room. I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Because she thought humiliation or what was she I, thinking? Uh, who knows? Maybe it was humiliation. Maybe it was spite. Maybe it was something that she discovered she actually would be totally into and right. and, and 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 wanted to you know get her own rocks off. I, right. I don't know. Uh, Suffice to say, I was like, not cool, let me out, we're done. <laughs> right, right. Oh my god. Um, but did you, I mean, what did you, did you talk about it afterwards? Um, did she say why? No, I, I, I think at that point I, I, I had already made up into my mind, like, you know what, this is not ever. And, and, and she, we, we talked about it a little bit before. Um, and I knew that she was terribly interested in it. Yeah. Um, well, terribly not interested in yeah, it, yeah. more likely. Um, so at that point, I was thinking to myself, it's it's not worth even discussing. And and many years later, we tried to sort of bring it up again, and, and it still didn't go anywhere. Um, but so to go back to your question of when I had the first real experience, um, that must have been in... Uh, 2001, I think, because I knew we moved and I kind of traced it back. And basically, I mean, I'd be bouncing off the walls. Yeah. Uh, I'd be repressing the shit for God knows how many years. Sure. And uh, and 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 also, I think this was partially self-exploratory. Exploratory that I I wanted to settle once and for all, if because it had been entirely theoretical up to that point, right? So, apart from you know some. You know, close pins and maybe some nipple clamps if I can't remember I got my hands on those um, uh, and um, and so I, I thought that I should settle this once and for all see if this was really something I was into so um, 
I was living in Sweden at the time because we'd moved there and I had to go back to Amsterdam for two weeks to, for work. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this is it. This is, I can do this now. There's two weeks, so yeah, yeah. I'll have plenty of time to recover. Sure, <laughs> sure. Uh, so uh, I, I did my research. I uh, approached, I, I found somebody that I thought would be really awesome. Uh, she was totally twisted and sadistic um kind of you know scary in a way uh but but exactly kind of the thing that would get me going you know, yeah. like you, you know the, the self-challenge thing and and if you're gonna try this once yeah this might be the only time you're gonna try it right right so, so you're gonna do it you're gonna do it was she a pro or was oh yeah she, no yeah. she was a pro yeah. okay and uh and so we emailed and we set it up and um i uh it was south of, of Amsterdam, about maybe an hour's train ride, which is long fucking way away sure. in the Netherlands. Um, and so uh, I went there and uh, go, and it was fucking amazing. It was uh, revelatory. It was, uh, and we had a lot of fun. And, and you know, I think we waited good. We went good half hour over or something he was like yeah we're kind of done but you know i'm not done yet right. <laughs> uh, so, so, so i mean did you negotiate beforehand did you i mean did you know exactly you mentioned earlier you like the thrill of not knowing, right. knowing what was going to happen so did you just at the same time i'm sure you were kind of nervous did you have any idea? Did you give her some like? A, did you have a menu to pick from? How did that work? I, I did give her uh, sort of. I, I wrote her a, a fairly specific email up front of like the things that I was definitely into, that things that scared me, but really wanted to try, mm-hmm. um, things that I was totally not into, um, and that that was sort of the, the 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 parameters that I gave her, and then she worked within that and pretty much you know hit everything. <laughs> 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 uh, I was pretty sore for a good number of days, but so afterwards, or maybe even during, mm-hmm. you must know. Okay, this is it. Oh yeah, it's yeah. set in stone. Yeah, and I had this big fucking grin, smile on my face the entire time. Sure, like, like seriously, ear to ear. <laughs> I don't think I was her usual client either. Um, and so, you know, she opened the door, I looked at her, she looked at me, we kind of, like, looked at each other for a bit, and then, you know, like, well, come in. And she she, she started with her, I guess, her usual stern persona. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I got dressed, I showered off, and then I was naked. I was like, shit, fuck, I'm naked. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, walked into the playroom, and... Yeah, that's that's you know. Then I was in the roller coaster. <laughs> How, what did you? So afterwards, mm-hmm. I mean, that's it. You know, I knew. Yeah, um, you, I mean, I would imagine you'd almost be, you'd be relieved to know the answer. But we also kind of, uh, maybe a little, a little sad that oh crap, this is a this is really a thing, and I, now I have to deal with this. Um. Yeah, to a degree. Um, I mean, for the first couple of weeks, I was I was just coasting on that. I was, <laughs> and the first days, it was like in cloud nine, basically, uh, or on cloud nine, uh, not in, but you know, um, you can be in and on, and it would be that good. It was exactly, so good, you were in exactly. and on, and and over the moon yeah. and wherever else I could be. And I remember 
uh, both when I was living, still living in Stockholm, and later on when I lived in London, uh, to that I remember actually looking at local organizations and uh, seeing if there were there was. Uh, I identified a play party and thinking that I would go there, but at the end I just kind of chickened out. Yeah, uh, I went to one munch in London, which was just really strange. Cause, and, and I mean, I st- still don't really understand munches. Right. Um, uh, no, all I wanted to do was talk about BDSM. Yeah, yeah. It seemed that everybody else, like that was sort of the big elephant in the room that was not to be talked about. Yeah. Because uh, we were normal people and we were going to socialize. <laughs> well, and, and I think that's, I think that's uh, uh, something that, especially at munches, because that's how most people do go, their first experience is a munch, right? right? And it's a very safe place. Right. And in that context, it's actually kind of good because that way people can realize, oh, they're just normal people, right? right? But Absolutely. if you're just if you've got a one-track mind, yeah. it's not the best. No, no, no. And 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 um, yeah. So you were okay. still married when you went to the munch? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, no, that's that's. Uh, I was still married and until very recently. Um, Did she know that you were going to? A munch and stuff like that, or I don't think so. I don't think so at that time. So for for a while, I was uh, I was trying to see if there were ways, and and she didn't know that I went to the prodom either. Um, I finally fessed up to that like a few years ago when mm-hmm. we were uh, talking more about our different you know, sexual sexual desires, mm-hmm. and and you know I finally came out totally came out to her and. Uh, and that's also when I was able to come out and start exploring in the New York scene. Right. Um, and and so from that point on, everything has been open and above board. Um, but so I think that, uh, and this is a while ago, so I'm trying to figure out sure. what exactly was going on in my brain. But I think that I was playing with the idea of just finding ways to skirt around the sort of moral edges yeah, in yeah. which I could potentially get some sort of. Uh, satisfaction without actually, you know, doing things you're not supposed to be doing when you're married. Right. So, they're, they're, and they're, and and this is something because I was there too, but I remember thinking that and trying to justify it in my head. At what level does it become sex? Right. You know, and it's. I mean, in all actuality, I mean, it's pretty much all sex. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty much all sex. <laughs> but in, but you're so desperate and dying for that, you yeah. know. You were willing to justify it, you know. So, how did you how did you skirt around? What did you? Well, I, I in the end ended up not skirting because I, I couldn't I couldn't square that yeah, within yeah. myself, right? Um, so, you were too smart for your own good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I, I chickened out of doing anything in Sweden, and then uh, in uh, I went to that one munch, and I, well, we just talked about that. That didn't really do it for me, and then I. I couldn't figure out how to how to else go from there so you know, I went back to what I did I just spent a lot of time online mm-hmm. uh, because by then we had the internet sure um, and uh, yeah just kept my mind occupied that way and and uh, I got I got some needles uh, that that was a kick walking into it, like like a, a London high street pharmacy with a straight face and order of, and, and and just ask for a box of hypodermic needles. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they were totally. I mean, they didn't bat an eye. Sure. Like here, here you go. I'm like here you go, doctor. I'm like cool. <laughs> <laughs> so there was that, and uh, and 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 so you know the 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 for for the the next. Uh, 
seven years or so. It, it, it was primarily just that. Yeah. Um, and, and then um, maybe in, uh, was it o- maybe it was 07 or something, I, uh, I had another one of these, like, okay, someone's got to give them going completely batshit crazy here. So I went and saw another pro um, for a session, and that uh, got me... That lasted me for a while again. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, um, at that point, uh, for other reasons as well, uh, the couples therapy, and, and, and then I, I, I figured, okay, so we're here, we're talking about stuff anyway, mm-hmm. so I'm just going to use this opportunity to just tag this whole BSM aspect onto that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's what it's for, right? Right, right. right. Uh, and, and, and so that's... And then, then we started talking a lot more again, and... Um, uh, and, and at that point, I was also I, I I was finally able to acknowledge that you know what this isn't going away. This is a part of me. It is not something that I want to hide anymore. It's not something that I want to neglect anymore. So at that point, it it, it did turn more into kind of an ultimatum kind of thing. Yeah. Like you know, I'm I'm gonna have to do this. Yeah. Uh, and so with a lot of talking, um, I I was able to start exploring um, in the scene. And now, of course, there there was the it, it, it was only the the non-sexual part of BSM, yeah. and I, there were air quotes. Um, you know, the the the, the uh, no penetration, yeah. no jerking off, no coming, no uh, kissing. Yeah. Um, Basically, nothing that you would do with your wife. Right. 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 And uh, and that worked out for a while. That's actually pretty. Uh, Surprising, actually, that she would agree to that. Did she begrudgingly, or would you, was she kind of like, "Look, I really don't understand it, so go ahead"? Or how did that conversation go? Um, I, I think it, it was a little bit of both, um, and as you know, as as we talked more, she became more comfortable with the idea, um, and, um, and and now she is entirely comfortable with it mm-hmm. also she, you know also with my pro work she's entirely comfortable uh, so so i think it it, it it was just a matter of adjusting mm-hmm. to that idea um but uh, that was good for a little while of course there's like okay having somebody stick needles in my dick it's not jerking off right <laughs> i do get a massive heart on just that just that yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> where, where are we on this yeah um, so you know, I I, I would I, I would actually check in whether I would say okay, so somebody sticks a bunch of needles in my dick. Is that okay? Because you know I'm gonna be hard, right? And and she would be like, uh, okay, yeah, fine, just don't come, right? Um, so and again, it worked for a while, and then you know, uh, but but it, it still sort of creaked around the edges because. It is sexual, yeah, and it's more fun that way. Yeah, yeah, and 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 you want to to act on that, and and there wasn't uh, necessarily a whole of, a lot of sex. Period. Um, so you know, um, I was like, okay, give me, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, and 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 also, I believe that that once you once you decide to acknowledge something, and you 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 decide to try and make it work. The only way to 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 then do that, I mean, you're you're either you, you either just don't 
talk about it or you go full, you know, you're in for, for the whole pound or whatever the expression yeah. is, right? Um, so, you know, one of the rules that we had was, well, no kissing. Yeah. And, you know, well, yeah, got swept away in the heat of the moment. Yeah. yeah I was like, well, you know, it's about that no kissing thing. Oh, man, yeah. Uh, and, 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 and so and there, there were more and more things like that. Um, so... And as time progressed, I think even though the the, the, the BDSM part of it was something that we became more comfortable with, even though it wasn't something that we shared, yeah. uh, there 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 was that was still only the the non-sexual aspect of it. But then you know the sexual aspect is is creeping very much in. creeping in yeah. and very much wanting and and very much desired, uh, and um, and so you know we we. We just we kept talking through it all and see if there were other things we were thinking about open relations or I was thinking about you know opening up the relation because I figured that will uh, you know that will make everything better <laughs> right and also it allows her to go maybe right. there's some maybe, maybe I would imagine if I was in your position I would have some guilt maybe I mean I don't know but did you feel a little guilty that you were getting all this extra attention from other people and. No, I don't think so because it's 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 all on 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 a as needed right. basis, right? People have different needs, and, sure. and and I think in 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 a relation, what's important is that everybody gets their needs yeah. met. Yeah. But it's so so that's a very interesting question. Like like what is fair? Yeah, right. Which is something that 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 we talked a lot about, and and to me, that's the definition of fairness. It's not how much every person gets. It's does every person do both pe- persons get their their needs met? Yeah. Um, but that, yeah, those were interesting discussions as well. That's very interesting. I never I've never heard it put that way because especially when talking to poly friends and other friends who are maybe not poly but have an open relationship. Mm-hmm. I have a number of friends who have. Open, semi-open relationships you know they have limits on what the other person can do you know can't sleep over at the other person or whatever uh, and invariably there's always one person who is in those open relationships who is probably getting a lot more action whether it's the girls going out and getting a whole bunch of strange all the time or vice versa mm-hmm. and I've always felt bad for the other person right um, in all those situations but that's that's really maybe I'm not grown up enough to think that way <laughs> But that's a really adult and grown-up way to think about it, right? Is is yeah, as long as everyone's getting their needs met, right. then no one's really getting screwed over. Right. You're getting screwed, right, right. but not screwed over. Exactly. Right? Um, how were you finding your partners at this point? Were you? I mean, were you meeting people? Or were you doing? Yeah, that? yeah. I mean, at this point, I was out in the New York scene, so it started with oh, oh, and I, 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 I discovered Fed Life. Oh yeah, sure. Oh man, I spent twenty four hours just glued to the computer <laughs> <laughs> the first time. Right. Um, but uh, but so I mean, it started off, of course, going to a test meeting and and meet some people there, and then going to one of their parties, and then you know, and 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 you would slowly meet people, and yeah. and Erin uh, uh, Houdini uh, did her rope thing, um, which was which was awesome. Uh, and uh, so, you know, you meet people and through people you meet more people and you sort of start feeling your way and you start feeling more comfortable and you realize that these are all actually pretty nice people. Yeah. And, you know, you, you would talk. And one of, one of the things that, that amazed me the most, I think, about coming out, I suppose, and, and being out in the scene is, is 
the the ease and fluidity with which everybody talks about sex and about you know what they want yeah. and, and what they don't want I mean, not everybody but by and large and you know that was incredibly liberating as well um, and so it, 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 it I, I really didn't find it all that hard to to find uh, people to play because you were in a sex positive environment anyway and, and before you knew it you ended up talking about sex because it's something I like to talk about and clearly other people do too and and very quickly you'll you'll find out whether or not there is, is, is a mutual basis to fool around and and it was as simple as saying hey well you want to play sometime <laughs> but this is interesting because you and I had very different experiences in this. When I was single, I had another friend who was married who was in a similar situation. Uh-huh. His wife said, just go ahead. I just don't want to hear about right. it, right? No sex, no yeah. anything intimate, you know, nothing that they would do together. And he was about my age. And um, I was amazed. that I mean, he, I would say, hey, you want to get together for a drink or something? And he'd say, no, I can't. I've got a play date. Every time we wanted to hang out, I mean, every now and again, we'd right. hang out. But he would tell me about all these people he was playing with. And he had a theory that the reason why it was so easy for him to find play partners, he, he made it very clear that he was married. Right. And in that, and, th- and that it was understood, and here are the things you mm-hmm. can't do, or mm-hmm. whatever. And that made him a safe, yeah. a safe person to play with, because there was no... You didn't, people didn't have to worry about him trying to push too far, yeah. or people didn't have to worry about him being getting attached or mm-hmm. you know whatever so he was like fair game for a lot of people whereas i the needy yeah desperate for you know everything yeah, yeah. was a big, big red flag right yeah and did you find that I, you- I i think that's that's certainly true whether consciously or not um but but it it it, it also freed my it, it freed myself up to to be just more open and not not casual but just you know just like hey i'm just here to have fun whatever happens happens yeah you know and, and, and there's no pressure because you've got right, a partner right right exactly and and so and and yeah I, I think that's that certainly played a part so okay so you're out there exploring you're married mm-hmm. you're getting a lot of experience you're completely open to your wife about everything that's going on yeah. and she seems for the most part, okay with it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of married guys would kill for that yes. situation, right? Yeah, and obviously she had known you long enough and known what you were into, mm-hmm. and you had talked about this that she wasn't too freaked out by it. I'm sure. Right. Um, and you said you wanted to you you discussed opening it up. Yeah, yeah, we we talked about that for a long time, um, but ultimately that wasn't something that was going to work for us. Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, at that point, we I think we, we both acknowledged and realized that, you know, we do want very different things. And um, you know, in, in, in all reality, we've actually just been really good friends for for a long time. Sure. So, you know, then, uh, and, and, and so that, at that point we realized, you know, okay, we should probably go our separate ways. Yeah. And so what was that like when you decided this is what... This is what we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. Now you have you had these restrictions on what you could do. Mm-hmm. What was that like? Now that you had no restrictions, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, was it like going from f- third gear to fifth gear in your car? I mean, what was it? No, well, 
No, um, it, it it was a, a gradual progression, yeah. uh, and but um, but then I also met somebody that uh, we we could actually explore everything. Yeah, and and uh, that that was really good. But I mean, uh, it's still you know this is all fairly recent, and and so um, it's not something that just changed overnight. Yeah, you know, and and it's it's still something that that is still a gradual uh progression well because uh, this is fairly recent yeah. Right? yeah yeah when did you realize you were a switch um that, uh, that happened gradually um i think that I, I i i had some fantasies about that um when i uh even before i started coming out into the scene but um really being out in the scene and seeing seeing the scenes and what happened and i was like oh i won that yeah yeah yeah. well it's also it's different than watching porn obviously yeah yeah. right when you see it yeah face to face right and uh yeah and and you know i realized that well i i i love robe yeah and i realized that not only do i love being tied up i also love tying yeah and uh and you know, I, I also realized that I actually do quite enjoy hurting people, um, and and uh, I think for for me it took a lot longer to come to terms with that uh, because it's it's outwardly directed to to another person, yeah. right, as opposed to directed to myself. Like I, um, when you bought them, you you really only have to care for yourself. Of course, which is very different when when you're when you're a tub, and you know what you can take, and right. you're right. You're, right. You're, you're you're not necessarily in control, but right. you are. All the risk is on you, right? Right, and so there's a safety in all the risk being on you. Absolutely, and 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 also there are far less, um, should we say, societal constraints and imprints um, associated with that, or, or it's easier to come to overcome those uh, relative to yourself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So so I gradually started realizing that, and um, and then started exploring that too, and realized that it's a whole lot of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's something. There's something very powerful and gratifying about that. So how long have you considered yourself a switch now? Um, I'd say the last three years or so. Okay, so you're probably still fairly recent enough for you to be able to identify what is it about, is it is it its type of person, is it uh, a personality, is it a gender, or is it, I mean, is it something that makes you feel more toppy to someone, or bottomy to someone, or is it just everyone's fair game, or what is it, what is it like for you? That's really hard to identify. Um, just like it's really hard to identify for me uh, whether or not I'm going to be attractive to, attracted to somebody. Yeah. Um, my wife always make fun of me or somewhat crutchingly about me not having a tie because I, I honestly, I don't. I mean, somebody is either hot and or attractive um, or not. Sure. And, and one of the things I realized certainly... Um, as I became more active in the scene, is that it's it's only partially physically. Um, a really large part of that is 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 mental aspect and and the chemistry that you have with somebody sure. and and 
uh, and whether or not they want you. That is, that is <laughs> you can have somebody that you might not necessarily be immediately attracted to physically, but if they just look at you and they're like, I want to do bad things with you. Yeah. <laughs> then that is incredibly attractive. So do you find yourself, if you are, I guess maybe th this is the answer, I don't know. Uh, it, let's say if, if you meet someone at, a, at an event uh, and this person is a bottom or submissive and they're clearly interested in you, do you start feeling toppy because that's what they present? Or, or is it more fluid than that? A lot of it depends on the mood that I'm, I'm in, um, but it also depends, yeah, it also does depend on on the energy that I get from, from the other person, and it, it, it just sort of seems to naturally fall into place. That's, just, I think, still one of the things that intrigues me the most, in general, just just how do people, you know, decide to hook up, and yeah. uh, that's that's... I would still consider me some, myself somewhat shy at times too. Sure. <laughs> it's like, so it's not just as, as simple as like. It, it's strange, right? The shy dominant. Um, <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. But yeah, no. So to your point, like if I see somebody that's that, that's that just throws you know like bottomy vibes <laughs> at me, sometimes that even like I get a little taken aback and like, oh okay, now what? <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh, Actually, I, I had I, I, this is this is one of the things our friend Natasha asked. How quickly can you go from one to the other? If you if you're playing with another switch, mm -hmm. is it common for you to go from bottoming to topping fairly quickly, or are you more set in a mindset you start you start topping and then you're that's it you're you're a top until the scene is over, or or is that another one of those things where it completely depends on the person? Uh, I I think it. Depends on the person. Uh, I haven't experienced the that dynamic yet, and I don't know that I necessarily could or would. Where you know, within a scene, you you switch. I yeah, that hasn't happened yet. Um, it, I'm not saying it, it won't happen. It's right, just, right. It, it's, so far, it's been uh, within. Uh, it can change within a day, but it hasn't changed within a scene. Um, and and I think I'm okay with that. I kind of I kind of like that. I, you 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 need to. I well I need to get into the right headspace one way or another. Yeah, one of one of the the, the scenes that, that that would be quite interesting with with another switch or or with another set of masochist uh, would be to just you know take turns and right. seeing like okay how much can you both take one upping each other back and <laughs> yeah. forth. Sounds like a recipe for a hospital <laughs> visit maybe, but <laughs> possibly no. But uh, to me, it's very much it's, it's just very much headspace dependent, yeah. and 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 also. Uh, who knows what else drives us? Emotions, physical needs. Um, I can be perfectly happy uh, being toppy for 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 a while and, yeah. and having fun, and then suddenly it hits me. And I'm like, okay, I need to, I need to just lose myself for a little bit. And most people would say that you you probably have a unique perception of both sides because if someone who never has never experienced it they don't have the same point of view as someone who has. So if you're going to cane someone, mm -hmm. you know what it's like to be caned or, or whatever, right? Right. So you, you have a, a more unique outlook on it, perhaps. To a degree, but you never know what goes on in the other person's head. That's true. 
and that 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 is that's that's uh, that that can sometimes be a difficult aspect. Mm. And and again, particularly particularly when you're playing with someone that you care about. Uh, because then, I mean, I anyway, and in, in, in sometimes gets caught in the trap of like, uh, is this is this right? Is this, I mean, I know I would like this, but is this? That's a good point. I never thought about that. That your 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 percent, like for let's say, caning for mm-hmm. or needles is mm-hmm. another example. Because you enjoy it, that might cloud how you interact with someone else. But you, you you're you're putting right. your own enjoyment on it, doing it to someone else. Right, and then you realize that hey, this might not be be something that they're entirely into or that they're actually like and that's that that's 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 a rabbit hole that you'd rather not go into i never thought of that um and that doesn't happen that 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 happens sometimes um but again then and 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 i i still keep thinking about that the the difference between pro work and personal work because again in pro work that just doesn't even come there because well yeah of course on the one hand you know you aim to give the client what they need mm-hmm. but at the same time they're very clear about it what they need is just you being mean to them <laughs> right <laughs> well let's talk about that you are pro dom only or yeah okay yeah I got, I couldn't even imagine what it must be like to be a pro sub or, or a pro bottom that right. just seems I don't know there's people that do it and they're very I've interviewed I've interviewed yeah. a female pro pro a bottom or sub before and uh, yeah I mean, but uh, as how did you start? How did you get into that? Um, well, um, funnily enough, uh, I for the longest time. Uh, so so my my the, the 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 first top fantasies, if you had, if you will, was imagining, was thinking, uh, how awesome would it be if I was a hot dominatrix. Um, and, 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 and also there, the, the, together with that, I was like, okay, well, if I was a woman, I'd be a pro dom immediately because, you know, that, that's sort of the, the, you know, that's, that's the standard or the expectation sure. or, or the stereotype, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, but at a certain point, um, I decided, you know, fuck it. I can pro and be a guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so, so I think that, that for me, that, that was the realization, um, and then um, from there, it took a, you know you started asking people's opinions and you started thinking about it and uh, thinking oh yeah I should probably get a website so you start working on that and uh, you need pictures and life is busy yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> you don't have time to advertise and or you know you weren't probably necessarily quite comfortable with that yet sure and then uh, by the time you are you still don't have the right picture so, <laughs> so it's 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 and and obviously my personal situation you know made that um more difficult as well sure um so it, it's 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 been it's been a really it's been a long process um and you know, at the moment, it's still just a, a, a very, very fun hobby, sure. if you will. But that you get paid for. That I get paid for. Right. Um, but it's fun. How did that? I mean, but so how did that come to be? You set up a website, or did you? I mean, how did? Exp- yeah, yeah. I I set up a website. I, I spoke to some uh, proton friend of mine. Just let them know, and uh, and you know then. Suddenly, I had a client. Wow! <laughs> and 
and I don't know how, how comfortable you're talking about your pro work, but uh-huh. because I I always imagine because I, I I always joke with Saab that that oh yeah well I'll be I'm going to be a professional submissive yeah. right, and she said well I hope you like playing with guys that's what that's what her yeah. replies oh yeah because she says no woman is ever going to need yeah. right um I'm like oh okay that's true so I I assume most of your clients are guys or yeah and, and most is is is, is uh, I still I'm I'm still considering a starting up so I. You know, I don't have many clients, but yes, they are they are guys, and I sure. knew that going in. Of course, of course. Uh, I hey, if 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 a woman wants to use my service or a couple sure. couples would be awesome. Right, right, right. Get the best of both worlds. But yeah, no, yeah, um, guys. Do you consider yourself bi or or? Basically, I don't really. So there, there's a two part answer to it. Sure. Um, in in from a physical point of view. Um. Basically, from any point of view, I really don't care what goes on behind, uh, you know, beneath the belt. Mm-hmm. Whether you're uh, you're a man or a woman or uh, or transsexual or whatever, it doesn't matter. As long as there is, uh, well, personally, as long as there's certain attraction, pro, I don't care. Sure. Um, and you know, penises are fun. <laughs> the balls are fun. You can do a lot of things with them. Sure. And to them. Um, I know I have. Yeah. <laughs> ever since I was 12. Yeah. Um, emotionally, um, I, well, I certainly don't discount uh, being in a, potentially being in an emotionally fulfilling and romantic relation with. Somebody that's not a woman—it's um, not something that I ima- imagine easily. So, sure. um, I don't know where that puts me. Uh, that's a very evolved way of looking at it, right? I spend a lot of time thinking about it. Sure, <laughs> I'm open to to any anything and anybody as long as it's not completely batshit crazy and <laughs> you know the person seems to uh, be more or less sane and and in tune with their own. Needs and wants, yeah, you know, and I certainly need a little bit of back and forth before just to get a sense for that. I asked this question to, uh, I've asked this question a number of times to women who play with various genders. Finally, get to ask a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, do you notice a difference between the two when you're playing? Is there a different energy you get from playing with someone? Uh, one gender over another, or is, uh, yeah, the difference is 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 uh, the difference in me is that, uh, and I guess that goes back to my my ultimately my my sort of preference uh, sexually is that uh, when I play with women, it's it's a more immediate, deep, primal, emotional connection. And when I play with men, it's starts out more sort of cerebral mm-hmm. and it's 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 for me it's more psychologically at, at, at start anyway than it is uh, purely sexual when it comes you know down to it it's uh, I still end up being aroused and I still end up <laughs> having fun and and so but but it's it's so that's that's that is a difference but they're they're both satisfying and uh, and and also I should say that the guys that I've played with have uh, they identify as straight, 
so for them, obviously, it's 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 also a, it's 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 a um, for them it's a, it's a very different thing. For them, it's also more more mentally, more psychologically, uh, sure. more psychological than than it is purely sexual. Um, it is more. I, I think part of it for them is to submit to a guy and what that is like because it's sort of outside of their necessarily comfort zone or something that they wouldn't necessarily do. Um, and so, yeah, there, there, you get again a different vibe from than it is with, that you play with someone that you have an immediate sort of sexual report with. Um, I have a friend who she identifies as lesbian, mm-hmm. but she enjoys playing with men more because she says that when she, whenever she plays with a woman, there's always there's always something in the back of her head. It's like, oh, maybe we're gonna fuck after this, or or something like that. There's right. always something. She always has some sort of, even if she doesn't mean to, she always has a little ulterior motive in the back of her head of something sexual, non-BDSM-oriented, right, or something. Right. Or, or maybe emotional or something like that. And she doesn't put it this way, but she says she doesn't really care about guys. You know, she doesn't care mm-hmm. about guys. Mm-hmm. And so that opens her up to be, for her, to... I don't think the word is cold... But it opens her up to be a little bit more uh, objective in the BDSM. Right. So that she is just looking at the BDSM aspect of it, and she's not getting, con- not confused, but she's not getting clouded by the sexual aspect right. of it. And she finds that very freeing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. I, I think I experience a certain degree of that as well. Like I said, it's, it's more... Turned more into almost like a, a puzzle. Or, yeah, yeah. Or, or, you know, or more... It frees up the mind to, mm-hmm. to focus purely on, on the sadistic evilry. And <laughs> <laughs> sadistic evilry. That might be the name of this episode. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and, and taking people to places where they didn't necessarily think they were going to go. And, and I also get a big kick out of it when, you know, when I do see my bottoms turning, actually becoming physically aroused. Sure. And, uh, because then you can string them up and it's a good single tail target. And, you know, <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it's fun. You've gone to pro- professional females before. Yes. Are clients coming to you asking for pretty much the same thing that you asked when you went to a female dominant? Um, good question. I mean, everyone's taste are going to yeah. be different, but I mean, what do you find is the most common thing? Okay, so the funny thing is that, and this is kind of endearing and something that I heard from other people too, um, they seem to first ask about being more sort of DSE and more sort of service orientated and mm-hmm. more um, I guess more slave like you know with the collar the cage and uh, um, and not necessarily belittling but but being submissive sure uh, and I'm like well that's all well and good but I like hurting people <laughs> 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 so you're like, all right, what's in it for me here? Yeah. Right. Well, it's really fascinating because, I mean, I de- definitely would like you to come back to talk about it again after you've, you know, maybe a year of, of doing it to see right. 
you know, what have you learned? What is it? Because it, this is a perfect time to talk to you about it, too, so we can kind of compare and contrast. Yes, so yes, yes. A year from now, you're like, oh, I'm so sick of people asking for yeah, X, y, y, and Z. Z. Yeah, right. If someone wants to contact you, either just friend, friend you on FetLife or even uh, contact you to, for, as, you know, if they're curious about being a client, how does uh-huh. one reach you? Um, I, I'll just go with FetLife, which is the easiest because my website is on there. And then you can email me through there. You can just message me on FetLife. Sure. Um, uh, I'm Cornelius in FetLife. There you go. So that's easy. And there'll be a link on, on the, this episode. Oh, cool. As well, cool. It, so. and, uh, and my Twitter is uh, CorneliusNYC because clearly I have no imagination and Cornelius was taken. <laughs> sure, there you go. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you so much for doing this. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Cornelius. You can find all his info on our website, massacast.com. Link to his uh, FetLife page. Hope you have a great uh, 2013. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.